Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Pagan Preaching. This is your host, Ethna Aon. And damn, it's a good day to be pagan. Every day is a good day to be pagan, but I just... Today and yesterday, I have been thinking a lot about how blessed I am to be walking this path of honoring the old gods and discovering more of myself and making my own religion, kind of, um, that a lot of us do, and to be in this community of trailblazers and witches and just kind, patient, loving, adventurous souls from all walks of life. So first of all, hail to you, my fellow pagans. It's hard to live in a world like this that doesn't understand us and doesn't uh, cater to us in the way that others are catered to, but that only makes us stronger and prouder. And I, I wouldn't change being pagan for anything in the world. So just all of the blessings and joy and peace and love of the old gods to you today. It's good to see you, I guess. Um, it's good to be recording for you is a better way to say that. I, you know, it's just, it's been busy. It's been hard this week. It's just everything's happening all at once. But I have so many things to be thankful for. I am so thankful to you, my listeners, whether I know you or not. Uh, I got a message from a woman who is called Faye Wild on um, Anchor, where I record this podcast. And she was just so wonderful and kind and made me feel more inspired to keep doing what I'm doing and more proud to make paganism and reaching out to other pagans a priority. She was wonderful and so loving. And I like all I got was a voice message from her, but I could, I could tell she was filled with love and light. And I wanted to mention her podcast on the show just because the whole point, right, is to connect pagans with other pagans and pagan with other ideas so we can all grow and develop together, even though we're all going our own separate ways. Her podcast is called Chronicles of Faye. Um, I haven't listened to it all the way through, but it's really some insightful work regarding her own practice and her beliefs. I think it'd be great for anyone to give it a listen that's exploring. Her description of her podcast is... Um, This podcast is hosted by a blind, animistic kitchen witch who was a believer in fairies. I will share life meditations, a little wisdom, as well as chronicles. These could be cooking moments or wherever the stars take us. It's a freedom, spiritual journey through the realms of fairy. God's bless, love, and light. So go check out Chronicles of Fae. It's here on Anchor. I'm sure you can find it also anywhere that you listen to podcasts, too. So I was really struggling with deciding what 
or who to talk about today. Uh, I haven't had any requests or new pagan testimonials. So you know what that means is I just get to do whatever I want. And I was thinking, you know, poor, my poor Lily girl, my cat, she is doing well. If you were worried, she did have to have seven teeth removed from her gingivitis, but she's on the mend and she's feeling a lot better. She's eating really well and taking her medicine and she's just being a wonderful, playful, lovey girl. She's getting all the scritches she could possibly ask for. So I'm just really thankful that she's doing okay. And I was like, "Mm, who do I want to talk about this week? And just Freya kept sticking in my mind. You know, I, I have very little knowledge of her, but I knew that she had the chariot pulled by two cats. And I was like, yeah, I bet Lily would enjoy that. So we're going to talk about Freya. And I'm going to say Freya. I know that's not an accurate way to pronounce her name. But I've said this before and I'll say it again. I am painfully Anglo-Saxon. I struggle with English. So I'm not going to um, do Freya the disservice of mispronouncing her name. This is called the morning prayer to Freya. So if you're listening to this in the morning, um, this might be good for you to hear. Also, I'm sorry this is getting out so late on Sunday. I was having quite a few technical difficulties, but we're back at it again with the bad mic. So um, better late than never. So here we go. Morning prayer to Freya. Freya, goddess of gold, inspire me today. Teach me to walk through my day with pride in my own being, with confidence, with power, goddess of fiery passion. Bless me with the insight to the marrow of my bones that I am a person of worth in the eyes of the gods, the eyes of the ancestors, and of myself. May I radiate this and transform all I meet. That is my prayer for this day, O great and powerful goddess, that I may mirror your practice throughout my day. In return, I shall praise you always and lay amber before your image, consigning to the sacred fires that burn when the day is at its longest. Hail Freya, shining goddess of gold, I praise you. So, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that My goal is most often to not just offer up my praise and your praise to these deities, but to also find the lesson. Um, I think it's a lot easier for us to practice internalizing our worship of these deities if we have a way to start, which is just their core lesson or um, teaching to us. So, like, you know, Kenunos and Pan, they're all about being wild. Hades is about kindness and patience. And Freya, to me, is about recognizing your own complexity. And there's a really great prayer that I have to Hecate that... uh, um, 
the core of the prayer is asking Hecate to help us recognize that uh, we are like a coin and a coin cannot be whole, you know, one side without the other. And Hecate doesn't really embody that contradiction as well as Freya does, but that is my, um, where my inspiration and understanding of Freya is coming from is this prayer. And that's, that's what led me to see the juxtaposition within Freya. So she is this beautiful, loving, big presence. She's so charming. Um, she's the goddess of, you know, love and sex and beauty. So, you know, she's got everybody all over her, but she's not stupid. I think that's a way Aphrodite gets misinterpreted as well is like, oh, beautiful sex, love, blah, also dumb and shallow. And, and that's just not the case. Freya embodies the, what women I think are most praised for the, the, you know, the beauty, the love, the desire, but also what women recognize in other women and that, um, that ferocity and the passion and the, the drive Freya is, um, please be patient with me. I, I've, I've done research, but it, you know, it's hard to really get the grasp of these deities through just a quick Google search. But from what I understand, she is uh, queen of the Valkyries and, you know, she is always present with the Valkyries as they uh, choose the fates of those that have fallen. Like what a, what a bad bitch associated with death and war and leading, not to be blaspheming, leading the motherfucking Valkyries. How cool is that? And I, I want today to just reflect on that message of, how we are all like a coin and we are not whole one side without the other. We cannot exist showing our outward face. That is just a beauty and love and being charming without also acknowledging and celebrating our darker face or our shadow selves for those of us that do um, shadow work. I think that's also represented in Freya's association with magic. She is a sorcerer. She shows Odin new ways of magic as best as I understand. She is so involved with sorcery and magic and just much like Isis making her own way. She doesn't need anybody. Like I see so many people that are under this impression that Freya is somehow submissive to Odin, which is just so clearly untrue, even to somebody like me who is a beginner and knows nothing about nothing, knows nothing about Freya. She is a warrior and she wears a beautiful face and has the drive and passion and gumption behind it that we all do. And that's such a, big 
thing for me as a feminist, as someone who wants to uh, recognize women especially, but, you know, also just everybody for our own power and our own unique strength. Maybe you and your shadow self are not associated with death and war, but you have the same drive and the same gumption and gall about something. And that kind of complexity should be celebrated, you know, not hidden. We shouldn't prefer the easier side of ourselves to digest. We should push to be understood as we are and who we are and for everything we are. Here is then our second prayer of the day. Hail to Freya, brightest bloom of Asgard, great and mighty goddess, essence of passion, Freya, driver of cats, whose steady hand guides us with subtlety and certainty. Freya, seeker of might and wisdom, who teaches us to understand the cost of what we desire. Freya, grantor of joy and pleasure, who inspires us to relish the gifts of the earth. Freya, shining one, who holds us in her arms, who sharpens our wits, who for a precious moment lets us see through her eyes the wonders of the world. Freya, daughter of the worthy Vans, holder of the mysteries, holder of wisdom, holder of the brilliant Brisingamen, we praise and honor you this day. Hail Freya. What's really cool that I noticed through my research is that Freya is so much like the Morrigan in her association with war and death and fate. But she's also so much like Isis in her association with her own power and her own determination. But she's also so much like Aphrodite and is a, you know, a seductress and very um, sensual and beautiful and captivating. And while I do, I do like to approach these deities and uh, like a boiled down way that's like, okay, what's their message? What's their lesson? Freya's presence is just entirely contradictory to that is that nobody really has one lesson or one message. We are all built of different forces and influences and skills and weaknesses. And for anybody to be boiled down to less than, I think, is um, wrong. I, I, I hope that I'm not being a blatant hypocrite. I know I am. It's It's a lot easier to start working with the deity if you've just got one message, but it is important to remember the complexities in life. Like, I think about this all the time, and that the the geometries of nature are just the, the complexities and rhythms of the universe, and now there's so many minuscule details, and the closer you look to something, the more complex and intricate it is. And people are the same way. And we learn that message from Freya. And we see 
this fair-haired, beautiful goddess on her chariot pulled by two cats. She's got her golden necklace on and like, oh, wow, a beauty, what a gem. And then also she gets up like a badass, puts on her armor and rides with her Valkyries through war. And that is so beautiful and inspiring. Like, how, how can you not hear the story of Freya and her many talents, her many skills, and not feel like, yes, I want to, I want to be that too. I want to, I want to be a million different people all at once. And I want to learn and grow and change and experience and become and be so many things. I say this often, life is short. I don't know what comes after this. And we have the opportunity to try new things and have so many faces like the gods and be everything and nothing all at once. And I hope you find the comfort in that, especially if you are searching for yourself or you're coming out of a situation in which you've, you know, come to a crossroads and an identity crisis. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that I am there too. I am also in that stage of identity crisis. But what I've learned and what I want to stress to you, my listeners, is that the crisis is just showing you all of all of the opportunities you can have, all of the all of the people you can be. It's not something to fear or dread as much as it is an opportunity to grab by the sensitive erogenous zone and discover. As much as Freya is a shining beacon of power and love and fear and awesomeness, she is also a shining beacon of self and discovery and power within all of the things you could be. And I, I don't I don't want to leave out then all of the things that she is. You know, I, I don't want to just keep talking about how Freya is solely a messenger of self-discovery and identity. I want to um, take some time and just praise who she is. You know, she was sent to Asgard to help form an, an alliance with her brother and father. And so obviously she is a skilled diplomat, a wise and articulate woman. She is a sorcerer and a witch and manifests her own reality through the skills that she has learned, which shows me that she is so skilled and bright and still determined to learn for herself and make her own opportunities. But she is also truly a feminist icon Freya is. She is never submissive. She doesn't 
stand for anyone's bullshit. She flexes with her beauty and grace and then annihilates her enemies with her just sheer ability and power. What a what an awesome, wholesome, amazing spirit and energy to be associated with. Like this is why this is why it's so good to be pagan is you can you can find these energies and these deities and see them reflected in you. We all carry the old gods within us. We all share that power. We are all full of many complexities. This may be the most Christian pagan thing I've ever said, but we are made in their image. We are we are made in the image of the gods and and our our own vastness. We're all those tiny bustling ecosystems. We are so full of skill and possibility and we have a limitless supply of inspiration. We have we have the Freyas and and the Apollos and the Carid Winds and everyone to show us and guide us our way. We never have to have a limited worldview. We are so well-rounded. I think that's what helps us be incredibly open-minded, gifted people is that we are never out of inspiration and ideas. We are always learning. That is the thing that I hear from every pagan I know is that they are never done learning. They're always working on something, developing a new skill, improving on themselves, working with new deities, picking up a new way of craft or a new way of prayer, changing their altar. You know, we have to make this for our own and we are doing a damn good job of it. And I just feel so much love and excitement and hope in my heart for the future of paganism. We are small but mighty and we're growing and we're showing the world a new way to be without limitation, without dogma, without doctrine, just being and feeling and experiencing the world around us, being tiny ecosystems of bustling life and knowing that there is never an end to the things we achieve. The gods didn't make us to be, you know, finite. They made us so that we could go and play and love and work and explore and be limitless on this earth. The last prayer I have today, it's just short and sweet, really nice. It says, Hail the golden goddess loved throughout the nine realms. Hail the Valkyrie queen, fierce warrior and commander of the dead. Hail the magic worker, master of powers unknown to the Acer. Hail the charmer of hearts, coveted by God and Yotun alike. Hail the lady of light who warms the world with love and joy. Hail Freya. Thank you so much for listening to me today. You know what I haven't done and I just realized I haven't done a card of the day. Oh my gosh.
Okay, well, we'll do that. Thank you for listening. The card of the day today is the Queen of Wands, woman associated with power and ambition and fire and excitement. And that's you, woman or not, feminine presenting or not, you have that energy within you of somebody full of ambition, full of spirit and gumption and gall and drive. So go get it. You can find me at Pagan Preaching on Twitter and Facebook. You can also email me any requests or pagan testimonials you may have at ethne.aon at yahoo.com. That's E-T-H-N-E period E-A-N at yahoo.com. Send me in anything you want to tell me. I'm always listening. I'm so excited to hear from you, whatever you have to say. Um, go out there and check out Faye Wilds or Faye Wild and her podcast, Chronicles of Faye. I think you'll really enjoy it. And have a wonderful day. If you want to support me and what I'm doing here at the show, you can donate to ethne-aon at Venmo or you can or you can purchase a tarot reading through Ethne Aon Tarot. Okay, thank you all so much. Have a wonderful week and I will see you all next Sunday.